You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. We confirm that we are in an unfavorable space where there are differences between the business and the workforce that has representation through the public service association that has resulted in a deadlock. This is what um, any employment environment would not like to have. And this is a situation that is uh, receiving attention and no effort is being spared as we work towards the resolution of this particular matter. We appreciate the the impact that the industrial action uh, could have on the on the country insofar as the government's ability to dispense uh, services to the uh, population is concerned and for that reason we have uh, exercised flexibility we have uh, approached negotiation tables with an open mind you will appreciate sakina that uh, ever since the process of uh, negotiation on on salary increases with labor is concerned uh, parties have moved from their original positions with the employer moving from two percent and uh, now yesterday we communicated an improved a final offer of 5%, and we also acknowledge the fact that the labor has also moved from their original position, and we believe that more can still be done in order to ensure that we find a middle path that will ensure that there is sustainability and growth towards the future. Well, is government, is the department still committed to that? Because Mr. Naika tells us that at this stage, uh, there seems to be talk about government implementing unilaterally uh, what their offer is. The employer has um, reflected on the situation and there are various factors that we we took into account as the company insofar as this matter is concerned. A uh, part of which is the recognition of the fact that uh, the industrial action, if it were to continue without uh, coming to an end, it would have a negative impact on the uh, on the employees it will have a negative impact on the company, but more than that, it will uh, adversely affect um, members of the public who are the ultimate consumer of uh, of services. And, and, and based on this appreciation and taking into account the information that has come to the attention of the employer, the decision has been taken that uh, there has to be a point at which there will be implementation. And factors that have affected the implementation of uh, this uh, 5% final offer increase include the fact that the Public Servants Association represents a specific constituency within within CETA. It is not representing the total workforce at CETA. This means majority of the employees at CETA are not necessarily members of a public service association, servants association. And secondly, even those who are members of PSA are not necessarily embarking on an industrial action. So on the whole, overwhelmingly, the, the, the picture painted here is that not the majority of the people who have embarked on an industrial action and not majority of the workforce at CETA are necessarily in support of the strike, but we recognize that they have a right, the right to embark on an industrial action. 
Indeed they do. So is the employer then going to embark on a divide and rule type of strategy and uh, try and push through their offer in this way? The employer is not uh, employing a tactic of divide and rule. The employer has considered various options. At at various um, intervals, the employer has reached out to labor, inviting them to negotiating table so that we could look at, uh, at various options. And based on how we have progressed to this point, the employer has done everything possible. Perhaps one should also bring a different perspective on this. If we were to accede to, to, to the demand uh, that the TSA is presenting on the table, it has a potential of having long-term adverse impact and effect on, on all of us. And this may manifest uh, in, the, in the form of uh, the business not being able to grow into the future, denying us an opportunity to even attract and employ more people in the future. But secondly, you could easily see a situation where in the near future, we could start speaking the language of retrenchments. And this is something that no South African would want to hear considering the state of an unemployment in the country. So we are saying that the approach needs to be informed by A, affordability and B, sustainability, meaning going forward and not looking at the situation uh, in a narrow sense. So Mr. Tladi, what are the other unions uh, who have uh, representation at CETA? What are they saying? What are their demands? This is the the majority union that enjoys recognition at uh, at, at CETA. There isn't any other union at CETA that is uh, expressing a, a view that goes in in mm. any other direction. So this they the do have. have so they do have the majority of members. In terms in terms of the the constitution that deals with the recognition. They, they are the majority union because there are certain factors that you take into account before the employer decides to grant a particular labor union the status of being a recognized union. So those that may be in existence, they are, do, do not have uh, recognition rights and do not form part of mm. the, the bargaining mm. forum. But I'm asking a very simple question, Mr. Tladi, for my benefit and the benefit of the viewers. We, you know, we're not part of these negotiations. We don't know uh, what fits where. So I'm, I'm simply trying to understand uh, whether PSA has the majority of members working at CETA. If we were to reduce it to, to numbers, uh, let me paint the picture in this manner, Sakina, for you and the benefit of the listeners. CETA on its books has uh, employees in the region of uh, 3,200 and approximately 900 of those are affiliated to PSA. So that should give you a sense of uh, where the numbers sit insofar as uh, whether or not when you look at their membership in the context of total workforce, they have a lion's share of representation. Okay. Now, with regard to the possible disruption that could arise as a result of uh, the strike action, the impact thereof, uh, Mr. Naika spoke about uh, the possible impact of services rendered by uh, departments like um, Home Affairs, uh, SASA, uh, at the Department of Employment and Labor. Uh, is that correct? And uh, please tell us what sort of disruption could uh, ultimately be felt as a result of the strike. 
these are some of our uh, critical service delivery de departments that you have uh, referred to indeed uh, in line with our legislative mandate CETA is responsible for the provisioning of uh, ICT services uh, in other words we are the back end of uh, government insofar as ICT is concerned that enables government to deliver services uh, when you talk about things like uh, the, the payment of uh, SASA grants, CISA would have a role to play at Home Affairs and various other departments. We have taken note of that and since we have been at the time when we were first served with the notice of intention to embark on an industrial action, we then um, initiated our, our contingency plans in the form of business continuity management processes where we reconstituted structures that would have oversight of uh, critical services that must ensure that the government continues to operate. Since then, up until now, we have not had any single incident that would be related to the industrial action that uh, the Public Servants Association has embarked on. At this stage, we are confident that uh, the measures that are in place will be able to ensure that the government is able to operate in the normal way. However, the point that we would like to emphasize is that the, the locus of attention has to be on ensuring that uh, we break the deadlock and we bring the situation in so far as uh, the total uh, workforce complement that CETA is concerned mm. to be able to return to their stations to deliver services. Fair enough. But Mr. Naika says that there was uh, some sort of disruption at home affairs uh, with regard to a registration. You're not aware of that? I am not immediately aware of that. The point that we are making, however, Sakina, is that the steps that uh, the company has put in place have had the effect of ensuring that no disruption would take place on the grounds that employees have embarked on an industrial action in that there are certain things that those who are on strike they have done or they have failed to do. Under normal circumstances, we are talking about ICT here. There would be moments where there would be glitches that would be brought to our attention that we would be able to respond to even in an environment where there is no strike action as part of the equation. So as matters stand, we are confident that our measures that we have put in place have been able to ensure business continuity and service delivery for all government departments. Just finally, is there a time frame for when government will move over, or CETA will move over to that unilateral implementation of uh, the wage offer that you are putting on the table? This is the latest offer available that we have presented. This was uh, presented to to labor yesterday morning and it was uh, almost immediately uh, rejected however we are open to further engagements with them we can look at various options if it is an option available to all parties where we could look at the uh, options such as the multi-year agreements where we can structure this agreement in such a manner that it is able to accommodate some of the demands the implementation of which will be progressively accommodated over time. Those are the options that we are willing to look at. We should have a, a broader 
a view of the situation and not limit things to uh, what is the demand here and now because at the heart of it is really about uh, about sustainability mm. to ensure that CETA is able to improve on its performance and to deliver services to the people of South Africa. Indeed, but it's also a balancing act, a balancing act of interests of employees, welfare, commercial viability and sustainability of the organizations, etc. Uh, but that's where we're going to have to leave it. Uh, State Information Technology Agency spokesperson, Tladi Tladi. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.